Hey everyone! So I'm just coming back in. I just want to give a quick episode for your Sunday Scaries about how to recognize burnout. I know I've talked about this a lot in a lot of the episodes, like I've touched on it in different parts of episodes, but people have been asking me for a simple rundown of what burnout looks like so that we can kind of not diagnose ourselves, that's not quite the correct word, but how to see it in ourselves, how to start to identify what it looks like. So here are the top tips for what burnout looks like. And of course, keep following the podcast and at Hello Audrey Rose on Instagram to learn more about tips to help you combat that. So first of all, it really is, it's going to sound so simple, but it really is identifying when you feel grumpy, when you're angry, when you're really tired, like when your mood is off, start paying attention to that. And of course, we all have bad days, like our clothes get snagged on the doorknob, we don't have our favorite parking spot at work, somebody stole it or maybe it wasn't a sign, so can't really say they stole it. But you know what I mean. Like, of course, we have bad days. Like, you get your period, and you don't feel good, and you're grumpy. Like, that is normal, right? Our cycles, our lifestyles, like, we can be grumpy. But let's chat for a minute about burnout grumpiness. It is a whole other level. It's like you had a fine morning, you got yourself to work, right? Like, of course, you probably rolled out of bed. That's a whole other sign of burnout. But you rolled out of bed and put some clothes on, got yourself to work. Cool. You're just staring off while at work doing nothing. Like, you're, you haven't even started your day, but you're just staring off. You are grumpy. Driving to work. You're already thinking about all the negative things that are going to happen. You're grumpy. Somebody doesn't cut you off. Let's be honest. They do not cut you off. But you are so grumpy. You like honk your horn. You start yelling at nobody because nobody's there listening because you're so grumpy. So that's a big sign. And that's a good one to watch out for. Like if you start to get upset quickly with your spouse, your kids, other people that are close to you, right? Like your parents, things like that. That is a whole other level of grumpiness, of moodiness, of getting upset for no reason. And that is a huge sign of burnout. Another one is going to be when you are fatigued to the bone. And of course, of course, check in with your doctor, do all the things, get a gut health coach, like do all the things to try to find out what the source is because just going to give a quick side note, side tangent. For me, I know that a lot of my fatigue comes from the burnout. However, upon doing some blood work and looking at other things in my life, we learned, myself and my gut health coach, that I am just about deficient. I'm very low in my vitamin D levels, just about, you know, I, I deficiency is a whole thing for me um, to use that kind of language, but I'm very low in my vitamin D levels. It was not in the normal range. I also have low iron levels. I have a couple of those things that those cause fatigue and moodiness, by the way. So of course that's going on, but at the same time, I know that a lot of it's due to burnout. But like I said, quick disclaimer, please go check with your doctor, go check with somebody that can actually help you to look into other factors that could be causing those feelings and start to work on those, you know, with them. But yeah, I mean, the fatigue with burnout is so real because 
it comes from a place of low motivation. You could call it a lack of motivation. It's not a lack of motivation, but it presents that way. You don't want to go to work. You don't want to pay your bills. You don't want to get up and cook for yourself. So for me, that was a big part of my burnout journey was when I stopped meal prepping for myself. I was too tired to work out. I didn't want to do these things that I knew would help me move my life forward. So that's your second one, fatigue. I have to say that it's really hard. Like it's, it just becomes a big cycle. And that's why I think when I talk about the burnout signs and symptoms, it can be almost like, wait, you didn't really tell me because it almost just sounds like a whole blurb coming at you because it really becomes a huge cycle. So like the first one I said, moodiness, grumpiness, anger, irritation, irritability, all of that is also kind of combined with the fatigue, right? That I mentioned as the part two. Then we get into the cycle of the fatigue causing us to make these life decisions that are not serving us. So what does it mean when I say a life decision that's not serving us? I mean, convenience foods, convenient decisions. Like instead of going out and doing a workout, I'm sleeping in till 10 a.m. Then, yeah, the convenience foods come into play. I've overslept till 10 a.m., Now I really don't have the time to put in to my meal prep situation because, of course, I've like wanted to be an overachiever and made it super hard for myself back in the day. And so then it's like, okay, now I have too many things to meal prep. I'm not doing it anymore because I didn't think I had the time. So it's just becoming a cycle of fatigue irritability. Now I'm making convenient decisions because I want that dopamine rush from somewhere. So that's leading to convenience foods. That's leading to me feeling crappy and causing me to sleep in longer, which by the way, a side effect of that is back to more fatigue. So it really does, as you can see, it becomes a freaking circle of these things. And this is just the tip of the iceberg with burnout, right? Like there are so many more signs and symptoms of burnout, such as trouble sleeping, Obviously, I said irritability, excuse me, hopelessness and shame, which we're going to get into in a minute. And also so many other things such as apathy, which kind of does go with the fatigue, but it's like a general lack of motivation for the things that you used to love. So that's another big, big sign is like we've talked about the cycle. That was almost like the, the third symptom of burnout is like you're doing the convenience cycle. But the fourth one is almost like an apathy or just like a general staying inside, a general hermit period. And for a while, here's the thing. I'm going to talk about my own story again. I got really down with the hermit cycle. I was like into all things mystical, woo-woo, all the books, all the self-healing, you know, things. Like I was sitting in a room by myself with my sage lit, cleaning out those spirits, right? All the negativity. Let's not get that mixed up though with becoming a hermit because of a lack, a a lack of a desire, a general desire to want to go out and do the things that used to make you happy. And I know you've heard this before. Do not tune out, my friend, because this is the part that's really important. I know that you've heard this on your doctor or you've seen it on your doctor questionnaire at, you know, the doctor's office, right? Where it's like, do you have a lack of, of motivation to do the things that you once were 
oh my God, I'm butchering this. Anyways, do you have a lack of a desire to do the things that once brought you joy, right? It's like a sentence similar to that, you know, the one. And here's the thing, like, we obviously don't really answer that honestly. I mean, I hope you do, but not everybody does. And then we start to internalize and think about this. And it's like, no, like, I just changed hobbies. I just changed passions. But get honest with yourself and think about that. That's like the fourth sign is not doing the things that once brought you joy. Like, if you know me, you can find me at the ocean. I just love the ocean. I love to be there. I love the energy of that kind of space. I also love whale watching, which is a whole other thing. But I would take my computer out there. I would be working on these podcasts out there. I'd be doing so much. And suddenly I quit. I just like quit going out there. And a lot of that was due to the burnout. Then you have your friend call you and you know, like so many of us are overextending ourselves these days. So it's okay. Like I said, it's okay to have a day or two where like, you don't really want to go out and do something, but when you see it becoming a pattern. So for me, when I saw myself not going to the ocean for like over a month, when I used to go out there almost every day, it's really important to start paying attention to those things. So like, are you ignoring all of your friends calls? Are you not going out to dinner with your husband like you used to do? Are you not taking your kids to the park, which used to bring you joy? So start to look into that. Like, why are we avoiding these things? And a lot of us, it's it's from burnout. There's also that feeling of hopelessness or shame, guilt, because that it's really weird that that's part of burnout, but it is. When we are burned out, when we are feel overextended in our jobs or our lifestyles is generally when we don't have enough resources to help us do the things that we want to do, we feel shame. So a lot of this for me comes up in the healthcare field where there is a ton of shame that we give ourselves and guilt, hopelessness, because we know I want to treat my patient a certain way. I want to treat my coworker or my loved one or my kids a certain way. And I do not have the resources to do it. I don't have the ability to do this. And it gives us that feeling of guilt, shame. And in turn, especially as women, you see this, we overburden ourselves after that. So like we might have a moment of shame and then we sign up to take charge of all of the PTA bake sales. Or I became the chair of like several committees at the hospital. It was one, but it felt like several. And you do all these things over and over and over again. And it just hurts us. It doesn't help us because we spread ourselves even thinner than before. All of this, it just, it's so much stress. When stress is built up for us over time and we don't disperse it, we don't diffuse it, it leads to all of these feelings. So we have the fatigue, we have the irritability, we have the hopelessness, we have the crazy cycle, we have the apathy or the lack of wanting to do things we used to do. And all of this, it's just because we're unable to spread ourselves as thin as we are and also receive stress like in those areas, right? So if you're like, think of this as just like a quick graph for me, like think of the flat line and then, so that's like normal life, but then you have those spikes. So the normal life, like that flat graphic is us spread thin, spread super thin, but then you have these rises and that's what gives us that extra, uh, that extra amount of stress. And we don't have enough bandwidth. Like the graph isn't long enough for that to disperse over time. So that's what leads to burnout. 
because we're not dispersing the stress. So that's why for me, I've worked so hard on what tools, what, you know, like, like books, like I am always doing like a book giveaway, right? Like tiny mad ideas, 99 coping skills. Like there are so many, or I bring guest experts on the podcast. I bring guest experts into the community, the online sisterhood community or the retreats because learning these tools is what's going to help us to grow and to get through this situation, right? It might be, it might not feel like we've gotten through this stressful event, or it might not feel like maybe just one breathwork session or one time lighting a candle and journaling. It, it helps us, right? It, it doesn't. And that's the truth, right? Like one, one time doing this isn't going to help you. But the more that you compound the effects of these things, you lower the stress and it's going to feel so much better in the long run. So this is just your burnout examples of what it looks like. This isn't even all of them. There are so many. I'll do another episode on this in the future, but like these are the quick, easy to notice kind of ones that you can point out for yourself or in a loved one or whatever, you know, maybe be careful with the coworkers. Like they don't really love to hear that, especially if they're a nurse or a doctor, but think about it for yourself and start to notice it. Acknowledging it really is the first step. Gabby Bernstein always says that, and I'm a firm believer in that. Start to notice it, and then let's get through it, right? Like, just work with one tool. Try it a couple of times. If it's not the one for you, that's okay, because there's like 50 more of them. And I think for me, literally, I started writing down the tools that helped me. So I would literally start to journal. Like, tonight I went to a sound bath meditation. I don't know. It was all right, whatever. Went again. Okay, cool. I like this. I went a third time. Wow, I'm feeling all these different things. And I would start to keep a log of like what was helping me, what wasn't. Okay, I journaled 10 times. Didn't really help to free write. But I found a really cool like prompt, right? So then that prompt helped me to open up and I was able to like move some emotions through. Or maybe like this type of therapist didn't help, but this one did. Energy codes. Energy codes were huge for me. That was super cool. Getting into my mystical phase, like reading books, going to crystal shops and like just learning from people there that did practicing different modalities with them, right? Like all of that helped like a sisterhood circle, a retreat. There are so many. So don't get too focused or too stuck on like, what's the perfect tool for me before you start your journey. Just go for it. Just start the journey. I would literally go to a bookstore, like a used bookstore, find like the, you know, like the woo-woo section. That's definitely my vibe. And a book would fall off the shelf. I swear to God, like I swear a book would literally fall off the shelf. And I was like, all right, cool. The book would be interesting, cool. Maybe I learned something, but it would give me one tidbit. Like, okay, kundalini yoga. Who knew? What is this? All right, cool. I got a teacher. I did that for a year. I felt amazing. But then, hey, like he taught me through the music he used and the practices that he, that this particular teacher would, would practice using was like about Sikhism. Okay, cool. I want to learn about this. Like you just take it and go for it. Leave what doesn't work for you. Take what does. And for me, I think the best place, like I'm you know, catalog it on your own, do your own thing. But for me, I've always wanted to catalog these experiences, these different types of modalities and be able to share them somehow with people. Um, 
to be honest, I always envisioned it being like on paper, like in a big binder thing that people would come to me and I'd be like, here's like the, you know, here's what I think would benefit you. But you know what? I'm doing it all online. This is not a plug. This is just my vision. Come with me if you want, you know, don't if it doesn't serve you. But I am doing that through the Rise Sisterhood Collective, through my online membership. It's so awesome to add in different healers, bring them in with their different modalities and feature them in a catalog, which is like the library for the Rise, you know, membership. Um, well, I guess the members and they get to come in, they get to see them. They get to do these experiences live. They get to do the replays as often as they want. And to me, that's been the most amazing way to catalog and show people the different types of, you know, healing practices that you can use. So I hope that this was helpful for you. I really, really do. Please hit the subscribe button. It's the plus sign up at the top and the right on the podcast app. If you go to the show itself, and then you scroll down a little bit, eventually on the left corner, it will say write a review. And if you could write a review and submit it, of course, that helps this podcast get found by other people who really need these tools, this knowledge, and it would just mean the world to me. And of course, if you screenshot it, send it to me on Instagram at Hello Audrey Rose. I oftentimes do giveaways from those themselves, those screenshots of the reviews. So Again, thank you, and I hope you have a blessed and beautiful day, evening, night, whatever it is, wherever you are. I adore you, and congrats on taking the first step on healing yourself. Uh, you guys, I have something so exciting to share with you. So I was looking back through my episodes and like what's been downloaded a lot. And it looks like one of the Sunday scaries episodes that had a quick journaling tool to help you get through the sticky situation has been downloaded so many times. And I'm really excited to announce that I now am offering workbooks. So if you go to my website, they are short, they are sweet, they are simple, and they are not expensive. Just go to helloaudreyrose.com slash workbooks, and you can actually get in to check out some of those fun workshops or workbooks because I know that journaling seems to be a really awesome way to get through a lot of these processes that we are going through. And just having a short, quick way to do that is obviously amazing and easy and simple and help you get through that real quick. And I also want to say that, you know, I've been talking so much about this October retreat, but I've decided that this is definitely not the only retreat happening, right? Like we are going to be doing quarterly retreats, maybe even more often in the future, but definitely four times a year. And so to stay in the know of all of that and find out the fun locations that they go and that they end up at, you can text retreat to 707-347-0723.